Welcome to the Blue Collar Nation podcast, the podcast dedicated to making the lives of blue collar business owners better. Before we start the show, may we ask you for a quick favor. Eric and Larry work very hard at delivering the best free content possible. Please help them out by going to iTunes and subscribing, and please leave them a five-star review. Also, feel free to share the podcast with your friends and peers. Now, on to the show. Well, hello, everybody. This is Larry from the Blue Collar Nation podcast, and I'm here with my intrepid business partner, Mr. Eric Sprague. What's happening, Eric? How are you today, Mr. Tech Whisperer? You've called me intrepid like 40 times on this podcast. We, I need to buy you front. a thesaurus. Yes, there's a boat in front of me that says intrepid, and it just pops in my head, and, you know, that's okay. how it goes. <laughs> so, you know, so how are you today? You ready for a cool podcast? Yeah, I'm I'm super excited about this one, you know. Um, you know, Larry, I'm a carpet cleaning geek at heart, so this Total one's a, a good one for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, a technician at, in many different ways. Not at heart, because that leads us into our sponsor, because you are not the technician. You train the technicians not be tech to be technical, but to have soft skills, dramatic soft skills, amazing soft skills, so that the technicians can wow the clients, make a big difference in the experience. Business is theater, and you teach the technicians how to be actors in the home and businesses that they're working in. Well, that is intrepid, my friend. Okay. One, one point. I, I Everybody needs to have technical skills, but the problem is too many guys only have technical skills, mm-hmm. and yep. they can't create that amazing service experience. So. Exactly. And that's what Morning Tech Meeting does. We create amazing service experience. And speaking of amazing experiences, we have an amazing podcast guest today. Mr. Mark Sager, how are you today, Mark? I'm good. Uh, with that amazing introduction, I hope I don't let you down. <laughs> nope, nope. Be careful. He might call you intrepid. <laughs> yeah, intrepid. <laughs> That's a car. <laughs> so, Mark, yeah, we used to have one of those, too. Yeah. Mark Mark is the developer of Sager Sauce, which is part of the Sager Sauce product line, which many, many carpet cleaners use. And he is also the owner of Sager Steam Cleaning in Grand Rapids, Minnesota. And we are so happy to have you today, Mark. It's a pleasure. Thank you so much. Our clap that's track. That's our elaborate clap track. That works fantastic. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Mark. Can I get a copy of that? Absolutely. <laughs> we'll record it's it in the and mail. send it over. It's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, we're happy to see you today, Mark. And Eric's going to ask you all kinds of amazing questions today. And if he gets boring, I'll jump in for sure and make it much more interesting. Because he tends to. Thanks for the vote. Thanks for the vote of confidence. I don't want you guys to get in some techno weenie talk today. I'm going to kind of monitor that. You'll start talking about cleaning agents and chem dries and pre spray and post spray. And oh my gosh, I'll lose. I don't know any of that things. We'll be just fine. Yeah. You know, Mark, real quick, just like a background. So when Larry and I started carpet cleaning, we, we kind of just, you know, Larry's really good with people. So Larry would be like the, what the assistant role would be. He'd go get the furniture, vacuum, the whole thing. And then I'd like make the chems and run the wand and all that. And then Larry would go talk to the homeowner to see what else they needed while I was cleaning the rooms. Mm -hmm. But then when I'd leave, Larry would sometimes in the early days would call me because I mixed all the chems and stuff. And Larry would be like, dude, I'm doing tile and it's not coming clean. (laughs) What are you using? (laughs) Say the blue stuff. (laughs) I'm like the yep. blue stuff. <laughs> it was a blue container. It would kind of look blue. 
<laughs> I think it was slurry or something meant for. It was dry slurry. I couldn't yeah. believe it. Anyway. <laughs> oh, goodness. Sorry, we're geeking out already. All right. Yep. <laughs> Mark, thanks for coming on. Um, Absolutely. Uh, we're really excited for this, and uh, you, 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 and I have a Facebook Messenger relationship. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Every once in a while, we're just hitting each other up, like, "How you doing, man?" <laughs> I know. So, yeah, um, I have a lot of those, so it's uh, it's always fun. I just Mark, had ten uh, messages pop while we we're here, and I'm like, I don't even know how to shut that off on this computer right now. So yeah. hopefully, they're done, and I'll address that when yeah. I get done. Yeah. Well, Mark, before we get into all the carpet cleaning nerdery, why, why don't you give us a little background on, you know, kind of where you grew up, what you like to do, your family, and then we'll, we'll kind of lead into the professional stuff. Long watch, walks on beaches and all, all that. that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, um, well, you know, actually I had this discussion with a client here the other day, kind of too, because he came out to my van. I've been out on a truck. We've been this overbooked and I also still like to be on a truck. Um, I'm not going to today though. <laughs> well, kind of did, but uh, so I come from a family, we were, uh, grew up in northern North Dakota, and uh, a family business of ours started in 56 years ago now. So um, I was uh, involved with, my dad was a band director and a carpet cleaner, and uh, I said I'd never be like my dad. My dad wins. I was a band director and a carpet cleaner. Um, so, you know, I've geeked around all of that. I've been really lucky. I've had so many great experiences and growing up on a farm and like we played with dirt. I said, our family's been playing with dirt all of our lives, you know, so uh, that's part of the cleaning thing. But um, so at some point, you know, to just earn your way to get yourself a motorcycle we wanted or our first car as dad's cleaning. And we didn't know any better, you know, on the family farms, you grow up and you've got to work to help everybody in the living. Um, so the same thing was happening. You know, we, as kids, young, young kids are, you know, 10, I started at 10 going on a truck with dad we'd go out and we'd clean. So, so sometimes I remember one summer I made enough money to buy my first motorcycle. Well, it was a second, but dad had bought me one, but it was a YZ 80 that I paid $500 for. And, uh, that's a small bike, isn't it? Yeah. A little small, little mosquito buzz. It'll kill you if you're not careful yet. <laughs> but, uh, so, you know, we grew up with just so many great rich experiences from our family and working being, you know, given the, uh, opportunity to work I'll say and also being taught how to work so um, my dad was a high school band director my uncle Merle many years ago in Grand Forks North Dakota owned an Amico uh, or standard standard gas station back then and at one point he was closing it down somebody owed him money and the the guy had a carpet cleaning machine he had just got so uncle Merle took that in exchange and decided that he was going to start carpet cleaning too and the family then started branching with that for a while. We even bought the factory or, you know, the, the factory was like a garage of products, whatever that was making these machines, old stainless steel coffee urines on top of a big base. I actually have old number one out here in my shop that uh, we're going to put it in our little shrine. You could say eventually here. But uh, so we came about, my family got involved doing that uh, chemistry at the time. There was really no chemistry much going on in carpet cleaning at that phase you know we were cleaning with these old cans of glory and a sponge mop and then you're supposed to vacuum it up and it was just a resoil nightmare but uh, we started carpet cleaning drag heads the whole deal and um, I remember you know my dad was a band director hardly making a lot of money as a teacher back then too and he started this in the summers and we'd live in this bus camper in Grand Forks North Dakota my uncle Merle's wife which was our aunt would schedule the jobs we pick them up we go 
my dad made more money in three months cleaning carpets than he did teaching. So at one point he decided pull the trigger and pick up everything. And we moved to the Minnesota side and I was in ninth grade. And, uh, I, we were where we were living in my dad's last town and job he was doing was pretty tough. I mean, I'd, I'd be careful walking home. I'd get beat up by somebody in school that my dad had disciplined or something. And I didn't even have the YZ 80 <laughs> scheduled in my friend's yard across the street. So I could get on there and get out of there before I get beat up or something. Um, so when I came to our other town of Warren, Minnesota, it was a really shock change because it's a really nice community. That's where my parents live yet. And it's yeah, just Mark, how far apart are we talking? Like from the right? move was a hundred miles. It was a hundred mile okay. move. Yeah. And our family farms were up there in Northern North, North Dakota. So that okay. was the cool part too. But, um, um, so yeah, it was, so we moved, my dad gave up teaching. Um, you know, I was, my dad taught me to play trumpet when I was three years old. So, um, I was having fun and, uh, I came out, went to a college that, um, uh, I was a music major. They'd recruited me to play trumpet, you know, scholarship. And then I moved to another college scholarship. And in the end, uh, I started cleaning carpets. This is how we earned our way through college. Dad gave us one of the machines and said, this is how you're going to earn your way. And then after I did that, I built that business, which my brother Kirk Sager just sold last year. To some former students of mine, by the way, from my where that when I was a teacher here in Grand Rapids, some former students of mine now have bought it and bought our other business from my other brother. So it constantly keeps going. But that's how I wasn't I wasn't even going to go clean carpets. I was going to uh, oh, excuse me. I wasn't going to be a band director. I was only going to clean carpets. A student taught here in Grand Rapids to finish out my degree where that was like throwing a dart on a dartboard. Where am I going to student teach? I had like five choices on this list. And I picked Grand Rapids, Minnesota. And I honestly said out loud in that class, I've never been here before. Check. And uh, I got here, this nice community. Uh, student taught, had great experience. And my college roommate at the time, too, taught, student taught with me. And I ended up getting offered the job and been here. I was just going to teach for like a year or two. I got here. I started the carpet cleaning business. I sold that carpet cleaning business, you know, just to do part-time for another guy that used to work for us from my hometown of Warren, Minnesota, where my parents are. I said, yeah, I'm not doing much with it. Come buy it. Next thing I know, um, I get back into carpet cleaning about four or five years later uh, because I got married to my current wife who uh, had three daughters. I was racing snowmobiles, jet skis, and spending a lot of money. So I needed some extra income also to keep that going. So I started carpet cleaning again. And teaching band. So who would have thought that this thing would take off? I hit the market. And I think part of it is they enjoyed watching Mark Sager, the band director, come in the house and sweat. So uh, <laughs> the business just went crazy. Uh, and then I was doing restoration as well. So And band directing means you're teaching all year long. You don't get the three months off. I took the wrong part of the teaching world. So again, I was only going to teach a couple of years. 25 years later, after having this crazy successful band program here, went from 65 students when I showed up to over 350 students in just grades 10 through 12. Wow. And then our middle school was super large. And, you know, we're competing nationally. Uh, if you go and you type in of good and evil in YouTube and Grand Rapids marching band, that's one of our all original shows, uh, original music, you know, original designs like a lot will do, but it's as I watch back now, it was a pretty fun, incredible show for a little town close to the Canadian border 
to be even competing in this gamut, this realm was insane. But I was so Mark, Mark, I'm sorry, I'm going to interrupt for a second. I want to make sure I understand. So you were the band director for 25 years? Yeah. And I was, wow. I was going to carpet clean. So my brother took over the carpet cleaning in Bemidji, Minnesota, where I was at college. And so it came here and was only going to do a couple of years and it turned into 25. Yeah. Wow. It's crazy. That, that, and then were you like part-time cleaning the whole time too? Yeah. Well, no, a little bit at the beginning, not much. Uh, being single, I didn't need that much income. So I was just, you know, having yeah. fun racing, doing all that. But yeah, um, later, so it was about 2000, I started this business again as Sager Steam Clean. Our original family business was called Merle's for Uncle Merle. Merle's Steam Clean. There's only two remaining. And um, so, hmm. you know, as family passes on and stuff. But uh, yeah. So when did you go like full time? How long ago did you just say, you know what, I'm going to just yep. really do this? So if any of my old bosses are watching, I should thank them and not be critical of them. But I remember my superintendent, who is a friend of mine, by the way, and he's retired. And uh, he came in and said, well, we're going to cut your program some more. This was during budget cuts. And we'd had some severe ones. And you guys, you know, you'll just keep working for free like you do and blah, blah, blah. And you'll enjoy it. I looked and I said, no, I won't. Oh, yeah, you will. You don't have a choice. <laughs> Wrong answer. Uh, you know, anyone has a choice. But, uh, you know, because you're so invested in teaching, that's your retirement. And I, so I took a five-year leave of absence, which they fought. And, uh, and I just, I walked out the door. And I remember the night of graduation being done, conducting the cutoff, the last note, handing them the keys, lock up when you're done. Yeah. <laughs> you know? You're like, I have this thing called a truck mount. I'm all good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, and it was, but no, I didn't have medical, which then medical changed a little bit, made it a little difficult as a business owner. But, yeah. you know, we worked through all that. And, but it was an experience. And uh, I, actually, that was the push. And uh, so and my Mark, how old were you roughly then? I was trying to think that because I raced until I was 48 and I think it was two years later. So about 50 and I'm okay. going on 60 this summer. It's been, it, maybe it was 12, 2008 is when I took that leave of absence. Okay. So, so then let me ask you this. Once mm -hmm. you decided full time to really go all in on the carpet cleaning, like yeah. what happened? I got really busy. Busier. Yeah, I'm, sure you, I'm sure you did. And uh, I was stubborn. I was going to be the lone dog. I was only going to do this part time to help make income. And it is exploded. My wife says, well, you need help. And uh, our stepdaughter, our middle stepdaughter, Jenna, and we call her our beauty school dropout because she is. She dropped out of beauty school her first year and came home. So she needed a job. So she was my lead tech with me. So as oh, you were awesome. referring earlier, that person who can kind of keep the little old ladies busy while I clean. Yeah. She, she was the gal and she could run the wands and the truck mounts. And I'm talking big 14 inch wands and we're running two and a half inch hose to the door and stuff. And, and she was like 98 pounds sopping wet, but she was just ripped. I remember mm -hmm. Howard Partridge always loved to pick on her and would she, Howard and her had this relationship. It's kind of funny and they flex your muscles, Jenna, and she could flex them and just, you know, now she's a mom of three and she, she's our, we call her the general Lee. Generally, the general Lee, because she will she'll herd all of us like cats and tell you what to do and get it done. So, <laughs> so she's still working there. Yeah, she's one of the people that answers our phones and yeah. as well as my wife. So I know I was listening to your podcast, you and your wife, the family dynamics. Um, so my wife is the one who talked me into, you know, you need a helper. So we brought on Jenna and uh, she got tired of working for me as well as her other young daughter came in part time. So they brought home boys that worked out. So now I have my son-in-law, Aaron, who is actually taking Bring home boys, please. We need some yeah. stuff. Yeah. 
You guys want to keep you boys. need to get married and you have to have boys. That's right. <laughs> and make them good quality and good workers and yeah. nice. Uh, Aaron is an absolute gem. All my son-in-laws really are great. I mean, uh, it, they're different in each way, but it's in the other two. One of them worked with us for a while, but now he's union and he walks on those scaffolding beams and stuff and the towers. Well, he fell off of one of those one time when our first grandson, her, their first, it wasn't our first grandson, but it was their first son was born. And like two weeks later, he had an emergency helicopter ride to the hospital. We thought he was mm-hmm. done, but he's still up there on the darn scaffoldings. And he's got, you know, he's that worker bee hands. You see things. He's just mechanical. His little boy, three years old now, will be sponsoring another racer. We've got him a snowmobile at the age of two, and he can ride it, drive it, and jump it already. Oh, and four wheelers. Cool. Yeah. That's awesome. So I'm looking at, we'll be probably sponsoring racing again at some point. <laughs> so like when Aaron came aboard or, mm-hmm. or before, did you like go ahead and get a second van and start splitting up? Yeah. Uh, again, the second van came about because of my wife. And I actually bought it while I was still teaching because I'd had one moment where I'd put some brand new parts on it and the, the brand new parts failed. And I'm 45 minutes up north, pre-sprayed out and everything. And this was during, I was still teaching too. And I apologized and said, let me come back tomorrow and get parts. And I said to my wife, I need to get something maybe as a backup. And we had found another used uh, Butler system. And, uh, and I mentioned it to, she was working at the bank. She was a banking person. And I mentioned that maybe we should do it. She says, yeah, you should. I'm like, okay. They set up everything. The next thing I know, I've got a van shipping from Pennsylvania, used van to my house here. And I called, you know, the bank. Well, what else do you need from me? Oh, it's all taken care of. We already sent the funding and everything. I'm like, well, I hope I like this. I didn't even know I'd approved it to buy it. But so that second van was there. So that's the reason we could have Jenna driving one, me driving one. So I did a concept at the beginning, two vans on just about every job site. That's how I'd train Jenna. We were taking big jobs. So she started, she could go upstairs or, and I'd take the downstairs and we were just going down the list doing this. And then people got used to her. And then it evolved the same thing I did with the guys. That's how I was training them because I didn't know any different. And so I had started running numbers too. And I started was making more money per hour per van. Now we do split up though. But it yeah. was it was interesting concept to see. Well, you can go fast. And it also, yeah. it kind of looks good to the customer because you guys swoop in with a couple vans yeah. and you're like worker bees. Like yes. that, that there's a good optic there. Yeah. You know, somebody's up pre-vacking upstairs tabbing. So, you know, and then we've split up, but so I had these guys, they, they know how to, you know, talk, walk. Like my wife would say, you just keep creating Mark Sagers, you know? Um, so it was kind of, that's the key. Mm -hmm. That's the key. Yeah. Yeah. So Mark, it's funny because you're telling your story and, uh, you know, I follow you on social media. We have a lot of mutual friends and you know, what comes through on your Facebook page, especially is your your passion for this industry. Like you have a passion for it. And you know, it sounds funny because it sounds like you almost did did all of it reluctantly. (laughs) And, and, and yet, and yet it's obvious if anybody follows you that this is, you know, this is your life. And I don't mean it's your Mm -hmm. whole life, but I mean, this is an integral part of who you are. What, Mm -hmm. What do you think? And I, and I know a lot of cleaners that way. Like once you're a cleaner, yeah. you're kind of always a cleaner. So what do, you, what do you think that is from? Where does that come from? Uh, you know, we were talking about how we nerd out on things. And I'm one of those guys I can just focus in on something and stay on it so much until I maybe lose a passion or something or an interest. Uh, like racing, I aged out of that. I've got a brand new knee from it too now this last October. But um, 
I think it's the passion. For some reason, carpet cleaning has not left my passion. Um, I mean, I'm doing different things in the industry and I'm still out cleaning, but there's just such a nerding part. I love it. It's, it's immediate gratification too. I, that never gets old for me. I was out cleaning with Brady or we have the Brady bunch. Now we have two Brady's young Brady. And uh, just to watch that dang carpet coming clean like that is just that satisfaction mode and that nerd factor going, wow, that's cool yet. So yeah. same, I can't get same over for, that. Same for me. Yeah. I, I was hooked on one of the first jobs. Larry and I went into this house and I, I thought the carpet was gray. Right. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, this must be a little dirty, you know. Mm-hmm. And we had a vortex. That was our first oh, yeah. out, right? We ran vortexes. Yeah. Larry and I got a vortex because we thought it would be good marketing to have like just the biggest, baddest truck. Yeah. But then also we were hoping it would just make up for all our lack of cleaning yeah. prowess. Yeah, which pretty it, much it, did. Which it did. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so yeah. anyway, we I pull the fur, you know, we pre-spray it with hydroforce whatever, and I pull the wand. Yeah. And underneath it's pink. <laughs> <laughs> right pink <laughs> and I, I just remember the feeling like i was like yeah. this is the coolest thing ever that right. tingly up the back of the spine moment when that happens yet i've had a couple things even as much as i've done this that i couldn't guess the color of the carpet underneath and again yeah. i've had some of the shocking moments and it yeah it's just goosebumps when it happens yeah no, that's true. So do you feel that the guys that are working for you, your son-in-laws and, and, mm-hmm. and the new guys, are they getting, like, I think yeah. you kind of either have that in you or you don't. Right. Like I always say, guys are going to be a good cleaner or they're not. There's no, mm-hmm. this is going to be the next new, new question for every one of our technicians that come <laughs> on the call. What gives you goosebumps? And we're going to ask every HVAC guy and <laughs> Plumber guy, I'm sorry to interrupt, but it's just kind of every time I change out a thermostat, I get goosebumps. Yeah, (laughs) if we get a marketer on here, we're gonna ask what makes them have goosebumps. (laughs) I like that. Uh, Yeah, I think guys also mark, and maybe like I would like your opinion on this. I always believed because I've trained a lot of carpet cleaners over the years. Yeah, they certain guys can either see dirt or they can't. Like I don't know what it is. Like some guys just look and you're like, so do you see the dirt? They're just like, no. <laughs> I never right. saw. We're going to put ever. you in our restoration division. <laughs> yeah, you. Do you see that spot there? No. <laughs> yeah, no. yeah. Uh, you, for the most part, uh, I do have good cleaners. I mean, Aaron is really awesome on it too. He's he tries. We've always tried to make him perfect as we can. You know, there's limitations. So he's he actually he's got uh, been able to remove certain spots, spill stains that I didn't dare on a cotton linen part couch one day. I remember I was even called the client on the phone to let her know, I don't think we can get that out. It's not going to come out. We're, we're at a pretty good point. Aaron, I call him back just to let him know. He goes, oh, I already got it out. So I had to call the lady back <laughs> and say, well, my son-in-law, the superhero, took care of it. So, yeah. Uh, well, you know, I mentioned restoration, Mark, and I know you mm-hmm. just mentioned that you were in it. And, and yeah. I don't know, you don't know much about it. Larry and I, we started as carpet cleaners, but mm-hmm. in the latter years, we're, 90% of our revenue was restoration. We sure. did a lot of, a lot of mitigation. Yeah. So, and then what happened with us is as we became more project oriented with that, we started mm-hmm. morphing into more of a commercial cleaning company too, because it kind of fit sure. how our guys worked. So yeah. I know in a, in a, social media posts that you got out. So mm-hmm. how did you get in and why did you get out? I probably uh, already know the answer. <laughs> I, well, 
this comes up and reminds me every now and then, especially when it's like, you know, a family holiday and you sit down and you go, wow, I'm not going to get a phone call that I got to leave and go suck out poo out of somebody else's basement because they're How valuable is that, huh? Yeah. Their home yeah. break in their house or something and flooding it and, or a fire. I mean, I've um, just at one point, we also had some situations going on locally with some other cleaning restoration companies got themselves in trouble uh, leaving legally. And so because of it, all of us in this small community and small county area were being uh, thought of the same way negatively. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and we were, we were doing really well on the carpet and the tile and grout and upholstery, you know, me and more specialized in that route. And everyone else was fighting more for the restoration. And, you know, then you're dealing with the insurance, insurance adjusters and stuff. And I finally, at one point, I just said, I'm done. Um, and it, you know, it was taking a long time to get some of those monies in. And uh, so in 2012, I can remember heading to the convention in uh, Florida for the experience for Clearwater Beach. And I remember calling up Xactimate that day and said, I- I'm done with this file. Do I owe you any more money? And uh, yeah. shutting it down. And I had my equipment sold, gosh, within like a week. I sold really nice equipment. But I wasn't sure about it, if it was a good plan. And I told my wife, you know, that was a pretty good sizable chunk of the income. I said, you give me a year or so, and I bet you I can replace that income. And we yeah. did. Um, you know, I mean, Howard Partridge at one point, he told me yeah. he was doing a quarter million dollars in restoration and then just realized, like, this yeah. is not for me. Yes. You know, I mean, that's a lot. That's that's pretty good revenue to just go, I'm, I'm, out, I'm yep. done. I'm out. Yeah. And I can do that. I hate to say that, but yeah. it, like my wife will tell you, if I'm done with something and I'm, you know, I'm going to move on. I move on and I radar in on something else. So uh, uh, in the, in the long run, we're, we still, you know, we'll have clients that call us and we'll try to help assist them, give them information and how to maybe ask a restoration company certain questions. And then they, like I say, you have to interview them like you're interviewing me, see if you're comfortable with them in your home. Yeah. And this crew right now, this company I know has some pretty uh, seasoned employees that have been doing it a while. So I, I would maybe lean towards that. I don't know the other crews, so I can't give you info. Yeah. Yeah. I know Larry and I sold our restoration company, what, two and a half years ago, Larry, roughly? Yep. I still sleep with my phone next to my bed. Yeah. <laughs> like, wife- I, I, Larry, I bet you do too. Like, I don't know what it is, but I just haven't been like some nights yeah. I'll leave it out in the kitchen and I just yeah. feel really naked and weird. Like, yeah. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm already naked. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember uh, like the first the holiday you ever had and you went, oh, I don't have to go out? Yeah. To me, that was like a shock. Oh, yeah. The greatest thing for me, it was, yeah. it wasn't so much the holidays for me. I hated Every time that phone would ring in the middle of the night, mm-hmm. my heart would, it would like jolt yeah. me out of sleep and my heart would race and it would take me yeah. all the way till driving over there for my heart rate to kind of come back down. Cause mm-hmm. it was just such a shock. And, you know, Larry and I were on uh Jarrett Steyer's podcast the other day talking about how we used to do on call. He and I every other night, Yeah, and we had plumbers that would market water damage, but mm-hmm. we were the water damage company. And yeah. we'd get a call at six, we'd get a call at 10, we'd get a call at two in the morning from the same plumber every night. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Isn't you can't get any, so you only sleep every other day. Yeah. Yeah. But so, you know, when recovery. you were just saying all that, I started getting that rush and that feeling back in my body as you were oh, talking about that. You don't man. want it. Yeah. You don't want um, it. It, 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 it. The older you get, the less yeah. good that is for you. <laughs> yeah. Well, for the old guys, the young guys, the young guys, yeah. they can be on call. Well, the, the young guys like the adrenaline rush, I think. 
I remember trying to problem solve some really hard dry downs or technical stuff. And that would, you know, eat at me too. And that's when I remember telling my wife that uh, the carpet cleaning isn't eating as me as much. And also, you know, like in restoration, they're happy to see when you're there and it's great when you're gone, but they're not as happy to pay the invoices. And even if it's coming through insurance company, you know, no, I can't go to Tahiti on this money. No, you do need to pay us. You know, So in carpet cleaning, it's pretty easy. I'm in, yeah. I'm out, you're happy, I'm done. It's way um, less stress. Yeah. Way and less. We, we have a, we have good rates for us in our area. We charge a good rate. We don't do a lot of like uh, trying to upsell and things like that. That's not our game. Mm. So uh, we don't have time for that. And we are seriously now with the three vans still booked out about three weeks, which. That's good. You, yeah. And to add a fourth is kind of a problem, you know, because then you're going to have a couple vans sitting in the winter up here um, yeah. and then keeping an employee that, you know, you want to pay a living wage. So that's also been a goal of ours. Yeah. yeah. No, that's cool. No, you could see on your social that you really care about your team, which no, thank you. That goes a long, long way. And Larry and I prided ourselves on that too. That was like yeah. one of our key tenants of our business is that we wanted it to, mm -hmm. to kind of feel family ish. Yeah. Know? Cause ours wasn't family other than my wife mm -hmm. and I, um, but yeah, well that, that leads to the next question, Mark, which, mm -hmm. What do you think are the common traits for the good cleaning companies? And, and when I say cleaning companies, because we have all kinds of guys who listen that are plumbers and heating and air conditioning yeah. and all that. Service company is a service company. They're, you know, mm -hmm. the, the traits are the same for the good ones. What yeah. do you think those key traits are to, to build that really great reputation in your town, which will just feed work to you consistently? Well, you know, again, we're a small enough company family. And I know when you were talking with your wife, you know, on your podcast too, where you were talking, you know, she started taking the call, started doing QuickBooks. But uh, as we all kind of know, it's that first impression of the first call to your company and then how you progress, how, how the entire experience is for a client. So, you know, I, we talk about it, we just train, we do it. And we have even our employees, because we're small, can do it this way, copy us, emulate us. So it's that whole entire experience of, phone call when we get to your door calling when we're on the way show up be ready to go to work clean very well uh, meet your expectations uh if we can't meet them all explain what's happening you know explanation to communication um and then the end we don't go out and solicit for reviews and stuff up here in the north there's not as much you won't see as many reviews on my page it'd be great but that's not the the mentality of the people we're taking care of right um they just want to know you like you and trust you yes and uh, so the other part is too, this, I, just because I was driving uptown and I'm, we had a little issue on my own personal van this morning with the, one of our, you know, our young guys, but uh, driving by and seeing two electric vans going along uptown, the rear door is open. It's just stuff falling out of the van. It's just a disaster mess. Um, so there's at times my young guy too, it's like, hey, Brady, just wipe this up. You know, don't let it sit there. That gentleman just came out here right now to go take a look at our vans. We don't want it look like a common service van we want to look like an upper level service van and how our van can look is also how we're going to treat some people's home so that's a philosophy i'm always trying to ram home keep everything looking good equipment looking good the wands looking good i had a guy post some pictures and he was kind of picking their slamming on me a little bit i think jokingly online but then i looked at his power turbo head i'm like dude don't post that online. It's just filthy, gross, dirty. I'm like, you could, and that's not just from this job. I can understand if it happens on the job, but you clean it. But this, this is built up. So clean that stuff up. That's your first impression coming in the house as well as you. So that's always we work on. 
Yeah. yeah, that's what I used to say to my guys all the time. Don't bring Mrs. Jones dirt to Mrs. Smith's house <laughs> yeah. next. You're, you're yeah. Like she doesn't want it. Yeah. <laughs> Get that everything clean. No, it's true. And you can see mm-hmm. it in your vans. I mean, you've got the nice rims, you got the mm-hmm. nice wraps, like you've put a lot yeah. of thought into that because that's part of the, the theater of business. Yeah. The, the van. It's huge. Well, it comes from band directing, I always say. So what I learned as a band director, so like the graphics, the design, being able to see it from a long distance away, that's the band director in me where you're sitting at the top of the stadium and looking down in the middle of the uh, field. What is it I can visually see that I want my audience to see? So my audience is when we're driving around town, is the community, is my potential clients, is my, uh, the, it is my clients. And it's amazing how with now three vans, even when it was just one, we see your vans everywhere. Well, thank you. That's just one, you know, that's just us going like busy bees everywhere and intentionally yeah. driving certain main roads so that they see us too. Yeah. Well, and having your vans wrap, like mm-hmm. it, it can make, I mean, even where yeah. Larry and I were like, people think, Oh, Southern California, there's so many people. Mm-hmm. Well, people still live within a 15 mile radius of yes. their house. Right. Yeah. So they'd see our vans around. And, you know, I remember being in the grocery store to have my shirt on and somebody mm-hmm. like, hey, are you Shamrock? And I'd say, yeah. And they go, dude, you got like a hundred vans rolling. <laughs> it's like, yep, no, we, we do. don't. <laughs> yeah. Yep. But yeah, I mean, that was their perception. Like every street I go on, I see one of your trucks. That's that's great. I mean, and that means then your design is working, your message is working. Um, and we keep, like anyone, working on that. I guess for young cleaners, I watch and they call and they question it's nice to see that they're reaching out because like I got this info from my dad and this theory or how we do it, our family way we are. My dad, I've heard the story mounted 32 truck mounts for free, which would have been his competition. They paid for the units or whatever. My dad personally did it for free to get him started. So what we're trying to do as myself and my brothers did is we don't like charge for ride alongs or any information we have. Uh, now, yes, I have a product that I sell, but the, the whole concept, even if you're not using my product, I'm helping you. If I have to get the SDS sheet of what you have on the truck right now, I'll help you. The whole philosophy was be helpful in this industry. My dad is now 84. My mom is 80. I have big shoes. Me and my brothers always said, you have left some big shoes for us to fill, dad. Uh, to hear the stories from people who started 40 years ago and said what your dad did to you. And this was before any social media, internet, email, none of this. They would find my dad, find his phone number, probably through a yellow page of somewhere or something or a friend of a friend. They would reach out. My dad would always get them started. And uh, so that's just kind of our family motto we're following just to honor our parents who fortunately and thankfully are still with us, but you know, it's, it's going to continue in the future. And my son-in-law, all my son-in-laws are the same philosophy too. I remember helping at a lady's house. Her daughter just been with brain cancer and everything and was worried. And, and uh, we actually donated the cleaning. And my now son-in-laws at the time said, Mark, we have volunteer our wages to us. I said, no, you can't afford it. But I really appreciate that in the thoughts. So that's our whole thing, what we are about with the Sager family. And uh, I hope just to keep passing that tradition and spread it out. You know, we... We all want good and kindness and it's difficult, but I do see others will do it. If I can portray that, show it, I do feel people will do that. Yeah, no, that's amazing. That, that's, I mean, to be, give Larry some credit, that's Larry's philosophy in life. Wonderful. Very similar. Yeah, yeah. we've always, I've always met with the local carpet cleaners, made friends with the mm-hmm. restoration guys. Yeah. And, um, and the plumbers that we worked with. I mean, just try and connect them because, you know, everybody can benefit from the community. Yes. Yeah. And, and a stronger community, a community means more people of quality want to live in your community. 
and yeah. that also is good for everyone. So, uh, well, and like what your dad was doing, <clears throat> he's creating so much goodwill. Mm-hmm. It will come back to him. You know, oh, I had man. to learn this. I'm super way more competitive than, than Larry and I. Be <laughs> oh, like, we're yeah. competitive. <laughs> I'll be like, forget those guys, you know. Yeah. And they're like, no, let's make a friend. Mm-hmm. You know, if they're a quality person, we'll remain friends. And I guarantee you, yeah. we, we both will benefit from this relationship. And yeah. It was always true. Yeah. Always. E- even as a racer, if somebody broke down, seriously, if somebody broke down, I was the one with philosophy and I've, I raced with friends that would do this too. If you broke down, we have parts, we're getting you fixed and back up. We'll put everything on it to get you rolling because there's no fun winning a race. If you didn't have your competition there to be competitive with. Yeah. So oh, that's we very true. That. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it's cool. Well, let, let, let's move on to the, to the chemical line. Cause I'm curious of, I mean, look, there's a lot of, a lot of yeah. cleaners out there or any business for that matter. They're yeah. like, well, you know, I could make this better. I could do this better. Mm-hmm. Like, but you yeah. actually went out and decided to do that and actually yeah. implemented. So mm-hmm. what led to you making the decision to get in the chemical business? Well, way back when, when we were making those machines, we'd have to discover chemistry. So we had some ends at at the time. So there's a little passion, a little, none of us are chemists. We didn't even want to go for that part. And if I would have known more what I was doing in the carpet cleaning industry, I probably would have learned more. But, you know, you learn enough for your industry to have basics of what it is that's happening, what needs, and as things change. But we are fortunate. So about 18 plus years ago, uh, our chemist, Hassan Hashrudi, had started Harvard Chemical. And he'd been with other companies and stuff. And we made friends with him. So we'd always communicate and say, hey, Hassan, this is what we're doing. This is what we're seeing out here. Uh, is there a different surfactant or something? Or can we add something of this nature to do that? You know, then they balance it and balance it in the lab. And or, you know, he'll say, hey, Mark, I'm going to send you a couple of things. Try doing these together. Add this, you know, so we could experiment. We're mostly experimenting in our shop, not out in the field unless we have something really well. So over that relationship, um, you know, we'd always joke. Uh, so, you know, to the guys or my brothers, hey, you're mixing up the sauce. You got the sauce going or something, you know, for a day. And so it was a joke. And uh, next thing I know, I'm starting to call it Sager sauce. But the whole goal was at one point for some newer chemistry, newer surfactants, trying to build something as a person in the field that would work for us. We had no intention of selling this. We were just building this chemistry for us to, to clean well, especially for our area, we thought. And um, next thing I know, people are, you know, you're being kind, caring, ask if you can get a sample. And Harvard started doing some stuff and getting samples out. And then the next thing I know, we started working on this formula we have now. And uh, because I remember having the conversation with Hassan and Neil at Harvard, I want something completely different, guys. You know, and our son-in-law, Aaron, just lost his mom this year to a rare blood disease, cancer. So we're trying to do healthier chemistry, yeah. you know, taking off the butyl solvents. But as soon as you start doing that, too, then it's like you don't have something that cleans worth a darn. And you can be green conscious cleaning as you want. But if you're not really cleaning it, then it's still not clean. So we did what we could and had to focus on that design. And it turned out for us. We feel really good about it. Not everybody likes our chemistry. We, we get that. Not everybody likes that chemistry and that. Not, not everybody's yeah. your client. Who cares? No. <laughs> yeah. You know, I and mean, they'll find what they want. Exactly. And what they're comfortable with. So, you know, I don't want to bash anyone else's chemistry out there either. That's not how we operate. And you know, again, yeah. back to our no, family that, model. That shows through, just so you know. Oh, thank you. So, you know, as if I build something and it's something because I had a desire for it as well, too, in our cleaning um, so the Sager sauce, I was only going to do that Sager sauce one. That was it. Next thing we discovered was in that formula that we took out the lemon scent and the blue color and we found out it didn't have an odor. 
we thought, man, this maybe would work and, you know, could help people with odor sensitivities. Yeah. And then it expanded. And then as soon as I did that, Sager Sauce 1, now I got my new 10 Below, which came out during the pandemic. So it's, you know, it's slowly taking off. But we had, I put on a mission of three years. It ended up being three years to get our 10 Below, which is below 10 pH, warranty mm-hmm. safe kind of thing. Most of your 10 Belows are, are liquid, solvents, butyls. And all of a sudden we hit on something one day. I can even tell you that job site it was at when it happened. Because, again, that goosebumps coming over your back. I remember running out to the van and calling uh, Dr. Hassan and like, Hassan, I think we've hit it. I mean, I just seriously, then from there, we did a little tweaking and we're still tweaking as we speak on some variations of it. But so is 10 below, I'm sorry, like I'm not cleaning currently. So is 10 below also like free rinsing where you could run it through your lines and, you know, I would, it's going to be better as a pre-spray. It really is. It's just, yeah. Uh, But all the products that we're making are to rinse easily as well. Um, Okay. We do use a rinsing agent, which was another thing we created too, but I wanted something that would rinse, little cleanability, neutralize, mm. have a nice scent in the bottle because everyone p- complained about how rinse it smelled and hardly any scent at all present when you're cleaning. So that's been the other goal when we're developing, I'm developing low odors and or no odors. Um, difficult yeah. though. It's not always easy yet with still today's chemistry. So yeah. Sager sauce came about. Harvard Chemical said, hey, you should pursue this. Soon as I did, John Don and Bill Yeadon, who, you know, was one of the contacts too, they, uh, they asked to pick up our line and they asked for an exclusive at that time uh, for, uh, for some time. And, uh, and I, who would have thought anybody was going to pick up a Sagersoft line? You know, we were just, again, going to make a few bucks to help the family. Uh, sure. And the next thing you know, then. So uh, are you in every, you're in every John Don? Yes, John Don is one of our exclusive reps at this time. Yep, and um, and then Harvard Chemical was bought by Simonize, Simonize USA from the old mm-hmm. days. If anyone's yep. old enough to remember, Simonize your car. Yep. And so then the uh, owner took a liking what was happening, how it was developing, and asked to, if I'd come on board also with the Harvard Chemical and Simonize, and um, and there have been the backing behind this too to help keep it going. It's it's pretty odd. I mean. Again, everything I've had happen in these life experiences have been incredibly fantastic. Uh, I've had an amazing opportunities in my life. Uh, this is another, and it's learning. I'm not but a Mark. Guy. What I'm hearing, and correct me if I'm wrong, you never like sat down with a whiteboard and tried to lay <laughs> this all out. What you did was no. you were passionate about what you were doing, and then because you cared, think good things happened. And, and obviously, you took action. You, you know, yeah. I mean, requires that i remember talking to my wife about when they offered kind of this deal with john don and offered with harvard and simonize and i said you know you'll we'll never know unless we try it and uh so i was one of those guys well i'm willing to try it and so i can still remember though when my wife was a little bit miffed at one point because of all the extra paperwork that came in and she does all the books and stuff and she was upset at me (laughs) because there was a lot more paperwork going on uh She's oh, kind of I've heard over that it. one. Yeah, uh, but uh, well, hopefully she got a raise at the same time. Uh, yes, it, I got to tell you though, my wife was in banking. My wife is one of these. She can take a nickel and turn it into five hundred dollars. I swear, um, she hides Huge. money from me, which is fantastic because I have to ask her how much money do I have? Can I go do this? Can I buy this? Because I'd like to do one like mad buy of the year or something. And this year right. I'm going to take and. I've had a Jeep I bought in 2011 under her guidance, 
and I'm going to take the lift and stuff out of there and put a new one in and update it and upgrade it. But it's got 29,000 miles as of this morning, decided to drive it. So that's my new mad money. But she is, she's, she's amazing. She really is. Um, She helps everyone. So, well, I I don't want to take up your whole day. So I would like to know, like, what's next? Where are you guys going? Like, what do you foresee mm-hmm. happening in the next, I don't know, one year, three years, five years yeah. as, as both the chemicals and your steam cleaning company mm-hmm. move forward? Well, who would have thought the you know, pandemic would come along and, and change up things, but actually did some good changes for us too. Um, we're actually kind of growing yet. Uh, we've got another shop down at my son-in-law's are expanding. I have a 10 cubic yard dumpster out in my yard right now. I'm going to start purging my shop. So that's the Sager steam clean part of it as we've had to expand storage and shops and stuff. Sager sauce line is actually coming out with, after a three-year experimentation and working and having time in Florida, I've got my new encapsulation line coming out, which who would have thought steam clean would come out with encapsulation. Yeah. So but that's coming out in, uh, in probably this month. So yeah, we're moving forward and mm, a good. year to five years from now, I'm going on 60 this summer in August. And that kind of stilled something in my brain about, Whoa, life has gone really fast. It's been great, but I'm not ready to be done. So <laughs> I'm waiting for the next fun thing. Seriously. I don't have the whiteboard out. Yeah. I'm, I'm riding it and Oh, there's a Y and it, it'll maybe yeah. come back around this way. Sure. No, that's cool. All right. Well, I want to finish up with a couple quick wrap-up questions that I like Rapid to ask. Rapid fire. Here Rapid you go. Fire, right? Okay. All right. Uh, what books are you reading right now or listening if you do audio or, or audible or whatever? This will get you. None. <laughs> I haven't had time and I'm yep. not. Yep. There you go. Yep. Uh, podcast. This one. <laughs> Yep. Blue collar nation. Right answer. The checks nation. in the mail, Mark. <laughs> yep. Blue collar nation. I, I, and I was a music person and, you know, professional musician played professionally too. And even since I've left music teaching, I'm not even listening to much music anymore. Wow. You yeah. are, you are immersed in yeah. this world. Yep. All right. And then if you never started cleaning, what do you think you'd be doing right now? I wanted to do offshore boat racing and I do have a guy in the neighborhood at Sager South that actually does that. And I almost got to go out on offshore racing boats last year in the pandemic yet. Maybe one of these days I'll still be out there. So Mark, you like speed. I do. That's your thing. I'm (laughs) I'm with you. I do it in a different way, but I'm with you. I I try Mm -hmm. to do it on skis or a bicycle, but same thrill. (laughs) Yes, exactly. All right. Well, we uh we look we with a thank you for coming on and b we look forward to seeing you in person again i'm assuming you're going yeah. to the experience in vegas yep we're working on that to get permission that it'll work out with our corporate you know now it's if it were just me i'd be like yeah i'm right there let's go but you right. know i'm involved with others yes so we're sure. very hopeful oh good okay well hopefully you're there and we we will see you there absolutely and yep. uh, just, we'll be there as well it's going to be great great looking right. forward to it larry take us out Hang on a second. Mark, how do we find you? If you have any, we can get in touch with Sager Sauce, anybody that's listening. Yep. Sagers.com. Uh, Just like, well, they can't see it in the picture, but it's, you know, S-A-I-G-E-R-S.com is our website. And you'd find our web store and all of our products are available at John Don. JohnDon.com are at their source. Okay. Awesome. Great. Well, it has been a pleasure. We appreciate you joining us, Mark. You were quite intrepid. Way intrepid. It was very cool. <laughs> and we look forward to seeing you on the next Thank you. event. And uh, we'll stay in touch. You guys have a great night. 
day. See ya. We're out. Thank you for listening to the Blue Collar Nation podcast. For more information on what Eric and Larry do, please visit www.morningtechmeeting.com or visit us on our Facebook page, Blue Collar Consulting. Thank you and see you back here next week with another amazing episode of the Blue Collar Nation podcast.